What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll look at the NFL last weekend, see what we learned from it. What can we take away from week six? Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, let's get right into it. NFL Week 6 in the books. Uh, I know yesterday dealing with some migraine issues, but uh, we gave out, uh, what was it, three in one day yesterday. Not too shabby for a sick guy with a uh, with a sore noggin, but uh, we'll get back to the NFL like we do usually on Mondays and recap the weekend. What did we learn? And, uh, you know, so here's the thing. Some people overreact to the small sample size. Whether you get one weekend, one game, it's easy to overreact overreact on certain things, but I think there are several conclusions that we can either draw or begin to draw based on last weekend. So let's get into it. Uh, First is Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Who is winning the breakup? And it's really interesting, if you, if you ask me. The beginning of the year, with Tom Brady getting off to a slow start and you know Cam Newton looking pretty good, that, to me, was the overreaction, right? Oh, look at this. Tom's over the hill, and, and Bill's doing just fine. And by the way, that's what we should expect. Coaches have a much longer shelf life than quarterbacks, right? This is normal. This is to be expected. Bill Belichick... Um, you know, aging, getting a little bit older. Who cares? These guys get sharper as they get older, man. It's look at Pete Carroll. Look at look at a lot of these coaches around the league. And it's not just in football. You know, the older you get, that doesn't necessarily exclude you from being a good coach. Nick Saban been doing it for a long time. The dude just keeps getting better and better. So I, I you know. What should be expected should be Bill Belichick's doing just fine, and Tom Brady, who's 43 years old, should be falling off the cliff, right? I mean, as a matter of fact, every single win that Tom Brady has, he's making history. Oh, oldest to do this, oldest to do that. Every time he steps on the field, he's making history. So the idea that, well, they're on even playing field, let's just see what happens, that's not true. You know, Tom Brady's playing from a huge disadvantage this year in terms of who won the breakup, right? But I've got a a really amazing stat here, and I'm starting to believe, after all these years, that it was Tom Brady that was responsible for this and not necessarily Bill Belichick. So for the first time since 2002, after six weeks in the season, the Patriots have a losing record. You want to know what happened in 2002? Tommy, touchdown Tommy, came on. And I actually think that may have been 2001 where he subbed in for Drew Bledsoe. But either way, uh, it's been all the way back then, you know, since the Patriots have had a losing record after this amount of time. Well, you may say, okay, the team, uh, Cam Newton, whatever. I mean, look, you hear all the excuses in the world for New England. I don't think any of them are viable. But this stat that Bill Belichick, in his career, after losing by double digits, was 21-2 and the week after. And if you look at the against-the-spread record, right, like we always talk about on the show... 19 and 4 against the spread. After a double digit loss, Bill Belichick in his career, 21 and 2 straight up, 19 and 4 against the spread. You know what that says to me? Things aren't the same. Things have changed in New England. And the one thing that's changed to me is Tom Brady's gone. I mean, everyone's wanting to say, yeah, well, Cam Newton's got no weapons. Who did Tom Brady have the last few years? I mean, this is who the Patriots are. They win with their defensive scheme, not great defensive talent, even though talent-wise, they're better on defense this year than they've been in a long time. Tom Brady masked a lot of the issues that New England had on offense, and I think we're seeing that happen after this past weekend. I mean, and again, we don't want to overreact to anything, but it seems pretty clear to me that 
Who was it? Who gets more credit? Bill Belichick, Tom Brady? It's seeming more and more like Tom Brady's the answer to me. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Tennessee Titans. I think a lot of us were slow to jump on the Tennessee bandwagon, and rightfully so, right? They they uh, run kind of a, you know, that run first offense. Can it hold up? They had a questionable first few games. Remember week one where they went to Denver and, I mean, did everything they could to lose that game, but they just keep getting better and better. I think Mike Vrabel, you talk about a head coach and Bill Belichick who should be doing better. Mike Vrabel, a Bill Belichick uh, descendant, by the way, Look, this guy's doing great. I think he's a top five coach in the NFL. They seem ready to go every single week. And Tennessee is is a very, very good team. They're now top five in my power rankings. And I admit, I, I was a little slow, like a lot of people out there were, but it's time to catch up on Tennessee. This team is for real. And this isn't because of the comeback. It's not because, you know, look, they could have lost to Houston and you could have the same kind of feeling, right? There were a lot of things that went right during that game for Tennessee to win. But overall, this is a very good team. They deserve more respect. And I think everyone was a little slow this year on Tennessee. Um, I also don't think that it's too early to exclaim that Joe Burrow is the real deal. Now, I'm not saying he's the next Tom Brady. I'm not saying that Joe Burrow is the next, you know, unstoppable force in the NFL, but this guy's good. And and if you look back the last five, ten years, the first couple quarterbacks off the board are really, really not doing very well. They take a long time to develop. The expectations are way too high. Joe Burrow came in with about as high as expectations as anyone can expect, right? And he's doing fine. He's doing, well, fine. (laughs) He's doing great. He threw for 313 yards last week and had his team up 21 points to Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts, right? I mean, Philly, or excuse me, Indianapolis was expected to win that game. They were the better team. They were heavy, heavy favorites. And Joe Burrow played a very good game. So, yes, he's still going to make a couple mistakes because he's a rookie. But I don't think that it's going over the top to say, this guy is the real deal. Watch out. Joe Burrow is not going anywhere. And you can compare that to an AFC North counterpart in Baker Mayfield. Because when you look at the Browns roster, the Browns are very good, very talented. As a matter of fact, they may be one of the most talented teams in the NFL, both offense and defense. The only problem is the quarterback position. And I know there's a lot of people out there who don't agree with me, who like Baker Mayfield, who think his antics are uh, charming, they like his commercials, all that stuff, right? But Baker Mayfield is the problem. I mean, I hear people like uh, Trent Dilfer, who wasn't the best quarterback ever himself, but, I mean, the guy can evaluate quarterbacks. Do not mistake that for anything. He's talking about how Baker Mayfield has happy feet, gets rid of the ball too quickly. He's not comfortable in the pocket. I mean, he's making high school mistakes that, that should not be made at all. You know, that uh, the interception, the pick six, if he would have just thrown it to Odell Beckham Jr., Odell's got like 50, 60 yards. He may take that to the house, but Baker doesn't allow himself the time to go through his reads and make the correct play. Everyone on that team is like elite. Like everyone could be you know, a Pro Bowl consideration, but Baker Mayfield is holding that team back. They are 4-2 and two despite their quarterback. I truly believe Baker Mayfield, his time is ticking in Cleveland. And my last takeaway from this last weekend, the, the uh, Green Bay Packers. Raise your hand if you're worried about Green Bay, worried about Aaron Rodgers. My hand's not up. I think that Green Bay 
was in a bit of a tough spot on the road, high expectations, everyone telling them how good they are. Look, what do we always talk about on this show? We like to fade the public narrative. When everyone goes one way, it's usually smart to go the other way. And everyone's talking about Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. That's all I heard last week. Everyone's all over the Packers. And guess what? Tom Brady didn't necessarily outplay Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers didn't play very well. So, okay, fine. You hear the press conference, right? Let's go after the game. Both Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, LaFleur, good one, LaFleur. They're both saying, you know, bad week of practice. We didn't look very good this week. If you don't practice well, you're not going to play well. This one was on us. Too many self-inflicted errors. Now, that could be something they're just saying, or that could be the truth. And what I believe is it's certainly the truth. It was a cold week in Green Bay. They documented, you know, they weren't practicing for as long as they normally do. It was completely different environment in terms of the weather and the situation than they were going to be playing in that weekend. And they go down to Tampa, a place where it's very hard to play anyway. Any Have you ever noticed early, you know, when it's starting to get cold, early in the winter, late in the fall, whenever you go down to Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, those games are always difficult for teams who play in cold weather. So this really should have been more expected than not, right? Now, we still, I still expected Green Bay to score more points than they did, but my point is we shouldn't act like the sky is falling because of that one loss. Big game, good team on the other side. Tampa Bay's defense is really, really good. So I don't have any concerns with the Packers. I think they're going to be just fine, and I think we shouldn't overreact to that one loss this weekend. So, all right, those are my takeaways in the NFL this weekend, and I apologize about yesterday's show. We had a, I usually don't get migraines or headaches or things like that, but like I said earlier, we, we cranked out four uh, games for you, three in one Monday, so uh, there you go. But good luck today. We got the World Series starting tonight. We got, uh, what do we got, some, some Champions League soccer today. So whatever you guys have, good luck, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.